Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jochum, Matt Franchi, and McBridge. I, for, I forgot what order of people we were <laughs> I had just introduced. Are all here. We're talking IndyCar, some news. We're going to talk a Texas preview. I don't know if anybody has a non-racing racing question to start it off. Oh, oh yes. Oh. Not that I'm leading the episode, but I kind of am. But no, it's not even a non-racing question. It is just a forum for us for to get our feelings and frustrations out about a certain topic that came up this week. And we're not trying to turn off our viewers. However, host Mike, are we got trying to turn Google them on pixel this week? And yeah, that was he is, uncomfortable. He is message. He, his messages are now green and it has ruined our group text forever. It has. Uh, Sad trouble. To the point where I'm not even sure I want to text him anymore. I mean, you can always DM me on Twitter if it makes you feel feel happy. <laughs> I don't. I just need to know why you made this choice. Like, yeah, yeah. So we're, why we're did not going to go this through. Choice? We're not going to go through the what. We're going to just skip straight to the why. Yeah. Because I wanted to. No, that's not it. No. Why did you do that? I didn't. I, I it's didn't not even the same song. It's not even the song. It's a. Get out! Get out! That's <laughs> what? I I can't. This is technically my show. So you can't, I can't leave. You could leave. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Snark back 2.0. That didn't answer the question, though, as to why, other than I wanted to. I don't know. I just, I didn't really, I don't have like an amazing reason. I just wanted something different. Did you go on to Bing or something and look up reviews since Google was going to be biased as to why the Google Pixel was? That's actually a pretty funny idea, to be honest with you, but. Uh, no, I I did not do that. Because if you Googled it, I'm sure it's like, oh, greatest phone ever. Love it. Do you know, you know Bing pays you to use it? Like, they literally, you can rack up points and you can turn them into gift cards. I have a friend who uses Bing exclusively to search because you can turn those points into gift cards. That's how desperate they are. For I'm going to start using Bing. Yeah. I'm going to start using Bing. I'll take gift for cards it. for Bing usage. I'm all about free money. It takes a really long time, I think, to get the points to actually turn it into something wait wait good, wait but yeah look, i just came I'll up like with a great idea something. so you know how how many times people tweet things and you're like oh my god you could just google this instead of like looking it up what if you just send them like your bing affiliate link you could be a millionaire in like 12 years all right i'll send you mine host okay so that way, when we do our next trivia night you can just look up all your answers on bing before... <laughs> well done <laughs> I love how you yeah, work that into Are we surprised? <laughs> our, so before we continue on, Matt, since it was our non-racing racing question last week and we talked about concerts, you oh. went to your first concert last week. I'm just curious, what was it like as a first-timer? First uh, I know, yes, that's what she said. Go, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. 
I'm just, just, I'm honestly just curious. It was, I, I mean, I think Dua Lipa is one of the most talented artists out there. I don't think I've heard a song of hers that I don't like. There's been a couple I'm like, I don't need to like listen to that on repeat or add to my playlist, but most of her songs I think are fantastic and yeah, she's got a way about her. She just seems like a really fun person and like I said, super talented. So it was my first time I went with my wife and it was okay. I mean, her songs are really cool, but I think the experience as a whole, I just didn't get a whole lot out of it. I like listening to her songs and seeing her, but I, the whole concert thing is just not for me. I don't like, there's too many people and I know it's like a thing to do at concerts, but anytime they're like, what up Minneapolis? Ah! It's like, I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand, but I get that's it. just because I'm not a fun person sometimes. <laughs> No, you are. You are. Don't don't put yourself oh, down like, like I that. I also didn't know that there was going to be pre-acts or whatever you call them. Opening acts. Pre-acts. Yeah, Opening acts. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. <laughs> Fluffers. I don't know what the fuck. But it, just, it, <laughs> it was just like we the ticket said 730. So, of course, we're the type A people that showed up at 730. And it wasn't till like 920 that she hit the stage. And we had no idea. So we walked in and like, oh, it's not going to be sold out tonight. I was like, oh. I think everybody else is wait, on the same page, but us. Wait, is it also Sammy's first concert? <laughs> I, feel like I mean, you, you just said this. something along the lines of like, we didn't know that there would be openers and that she, she like, like that's common knowledge that the main act will never start until after nine. <laughs> like if the concert starts at seven, you're not seeing who you paid for until nine o'clock. Now I know. Now you know. Go to a smaller show next time. I think I love, like, I don't know, you go to a smaller venue where it's maybe 100 people or something, and you can get right up close to the stage. I mean, usually the acts are not of the popularity level of a Dua Lipa. But if you like some smaller bands. um, No, I I don't tend to go to French concerts. (laughs) Just like some guy playing an accordion. An accordion? That's what you went with? It seems like a French thing to do. Um, all right. Well, we got actually a lot of IndyCar stuff to get to today. Let's start off with the biggest news that we got in the last uh, two weeks, because I know you guys talked about Iowa last week and the engine delay slash chassis delay, yeah. uh, as well as did you you didn't work into your interview with Hunter McElroy that you are you have like a crush on him. I was kind of disappointed. Um, I do, but he knows I we we send each other. Uh, text messages about how much uh, how much I want to snuggle with him. Well, I hope he doesn't have an iPhone. I was going to say, God, I hope he's not hoping to see you typing to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm so, not yeah, going to biggest... not ever be bitter about this. I just hope you yeah, know this. It's really like, stupid. I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm, fair. I'm, we can't I'm, have our group text names anymore. We, I was like, who the hell is texting me? Because I didn't know that it was you and Frenchie. Like, I'm just real angry about it. The hey, only positive you just screwed I- up our whole... <laughs> thing <laughs> the only positive i got out of this is in your if you're in a group text you can do like the whole like his text message thing and then it pushes to everybody that it's a like a text so then we can get those giant chains going of like dislike exclaimed question like like dislike like like it's we can get that whole thing going so bad <laughs> i'm excited i'm actually excited about that so yeah the biggest news that come out of the last two weeks is that indycar and mark miles are allegedly talking to milwaukee about a return possibly as soon as the next season 
that's the biggest news? That's what you want with? Well, duh, because the word Milwaukee and IndyCar were mentioned in the same sentence. Oh, I yeah, you because you know everybody that. over the age of sixty-five blew up on Facebook when when that news came. came what did Shannon say? If everybody who talked about going to Milwaukee went to Milwaukee, we'd sell it out six yeah. times over. Yeah, literally. But they won't. That's the thing, right? Like we'll put Milwaukee back on the schedule, and they won't sell out because everybody who's like, "Oh, I would go to Milwaukee," won't go to Milwaukee, which is the entire reason we don't have Milwaukee anyway. I have nothing to add to I that. I got nothing to add to that. I'm not wrong. <laughs> okay, let's just put it, okay, on a scale of 1 to, let's say, 10. 10 being Sharpie than now. What are the odds it comes back next year? 3. 4. I'm going to be positive and say 7. I was going to say somewhere it. in the 6 range, so let's go Frenchie. Um, I mean, I would go. Like, I really love Milwaukee. It's a great... It's a good race. It's a crap. It's got four wheels and an engine. Like the venues, the venue is not great. But isn't it the oldest in the country? One of the oldest. It's something. There's like a whole ass fair there, but it's like it feels (laughs) like it's like a demolition derby track. You know, have you ever been to like a like a county fair where like they have a track there where they half ass race? That's kind of like what the entire venue feels like. So, if it comes back, Shannon will be there. Just F- I will. <laughs> Make it happen. What do we think about, speaking about the future, apparently it has been determined that if IndyCar gets that third manufacturer, it's going to be Toyota. Despite the Toyota chief in December saying no. But apparently he was lying. Do we think that that's actually going to happen? Or are we thinking there's maybe some st- strategery playing out here? So, yeah, are you referring to the Racer article from a few weeks ago? Probably. Yeah, so I'm not super confident maybe by, I guess maybe delaying it a year might help, but I think kind of like we touched on the, when I, during the engine delay last year, I'm I'm not super confident in Toyota. Depending on who you talk to, it's either like, oh, it's a done deal it's going to be one of their kind of you know, sub brands under Toyota or no, it's not going to happen at all. So I'm not, doesn't leave me like super confident. When were they last oh, in five. IndyCar again? Okay. So they won the one championship with Dixon and then that was their extent of their success or. Um, I think it was Demata Oh two with Ford. Yeah, with Newman Haas, I think it. Well, well that might have been, been Toyota. Because I remember when Ganassi went to Toyota in two thousand, everybody's like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> like Toyota was in the cellar yeah, yeah. from like ninety six to ninety eight, and then ninety nine they actually weren't half bad. Um, yeah, but Montoya did not have a good season in two. And then Honda wiped the floor with everybody in IndyCar in 05 and then and oh four. Um, Shannon, any thoughts? Think it's gonna happen? I'm not, I'm not super confident in it. I know that everybody really wants it to happen. So they just keep talking about it in hopes that like, it's one of those things where like, if you continue to bug somebody so much, they say yes. I like it. <laughs> like, Let's do our part and bug Toyota on Twitter. <laughs> like, I just don't know that that's really what they want to do, but maybe if so many people just. Yeah. So we'll keep our eyes on that, but that, I think that'd be obviously a phenomenal get because Toyota is one of the biggest manufacturers in the world. Uh, let's get some driver's news here. So we'll hit two quick ones fast uh jr hildebrand is going to be on the ovals with aj foyt racing 
Uh, Calderon will stick to the road courses on the season, so that means Hildebrand's in this weekend. And then Ed Carpenter has also added a third car to Ed Carpenter Racing for Ed Carpenter. So he will drive the number 33 car at the Ovals this season. Um, Who do you think is more likely to do better between those two, since I think they're the only two Oval-centric drivers this season? Oval specialists. Oval specialists. You're right. I apologize. Aces. I saw somebody call them aces. Did you Oval see that? Oval aces. Yes. I just. Oh. Oval aces. I, well, I need I, a bucket to yak in. Jesus. Yeah. No. Definitely. Oval aces sounds like a, a bad minor league like. Yeah. Seriously. Team. That sounds like a demolition derby for. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Uh, <laughs> I think J.R. Hildebrand will be better than Ed Carpenter overall. Ed Carpenter of Ed Carpenter Racing. <laughs> Is that a Bob Vance Vance refrigeration sort of uh, throwback uh, there? Shannon said, "JR, what do you think, French?" I I don't want to agree with everyone, but I really think it's hard to say Ed just based on his recent stats. So I'm going to go with JR. I mean, JR hasn't necessarily had the success in terms of numbers that Ed has had, but I think put them against each other, and JR still has more talent yeah i'm gonna go with ed because i don't know what you guys are on about but that's neither here nor there i actually think i yeah i actually think kirkwood's gonna beat hildebrand but i don't know if that's a hot take no i'm mild hot take but But not like not crazy hildebrand will be better than kellett if that makes anybody out there feel better not really (laughs) uh yeah i think ed Mm, you know, I just don't know. I think he's. I think he's due. I think you know, given the the g- genetic makeup of him and how special he is with the specialistness of the ovals. <laughs> I feel like you're saying my only my only que- not my only question. I mean, I got a lot of questions, but it's a new car. Like this isn't the car he's used to driving on said ovals. This car hasn't even seen a track yet, has it? So we don't really know that that's the case or that it's good, or that they have a good engineering staff on it, right? Like, this is a third car. Yeah, yes, but could it be the car that ECR has run as their third Indy 500 car for the last handful oh, of years? Oh, you mean, like, his so... entry? I mean, maybe, but, yeah, maybe, but, like, he always drove the 20. I thought you were talking about, like, a so ch- I thought you were talking about, like, the new car. chassis. I'm like, what? Right? No, 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 no. no. I was like, what? Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so the third entry, yeah, the third entry has been what? Uh, Indy only for quite a while. A handful yeah. of years at least. Yeah, so it's never seen any other track. Okay, and it's okay. not ever driven. I, I, I see where you're coming from now, sorry. Yeah, so I mean, it's good. Okay. I think it's a good I'm sorry, much. I did it. Like, it was a lot happening in this That's brain. Okay. <laughs> I think it's definitely good for the crew to kind of get up to speed for Indy, which is what they used to do at Kansas way back when. They did like wow. Kansas would have like 20, 28 entries. Can we go back to Kansas instead of Milwaukee? How dare you? You just said you'd go. I'd go to both. I will go. We'll also go to Kansas. Um. So do you want to know Ed Carpenter's most recent finishes no, at Texas? Because no, because lighting probably rattled them all <laughs> off to us and he was drunk. All right. Because they're not amazing. I mean, since his win in 2014, it's been like... Not even in well, the top he, 10. Was he caught up in the riffraff last year in the second race? I don't even uh, remember. Say, I don't. I don't know. He finished. So. He finished oh, so he eleventh wasn't. last Damn year. So that was, no. that was my in the second out. race like and seventeenth in the first. Damn it, Ed. 
All right, well, he's going to make me look good, so it's all fine. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, and another piece of driver news. That I don't know if necessarily huge in IndyCar, but a couple weeks ago, Kevin Magnuson was testing with Ganassi in IndyCar, and now he's driving for Haas in Formula One, replacing Nikita Scumbag, which is probably the <laughs> biggest upgrade in the history <laughs> of racing, I might add. Yep. Yeah. Uh, does that do we think that kind of closes the door on Kevin Magnuson ever coming back to IndyCar? Yep. Oh, we got an I hadn't even considered that door was open. Um, he is twenty nine years old. He's Kevin like a year Magnuson older than me. He's born in ninety two. I thought he was like thirty six. Yeah, he's, yes, he's got he so like much four. time left. Yeah. Good lord. Okay, then he can do F one for a long time. He's born in ninety two and then come back to Watch Indy him, like, he feels arc like to it. like Ferrari or something. How cool would that be? <laughs> he was like That'd out of the cool. sport and then he just goes to Ferrari. That'd be so dope. We shook his hand, Mike. We did. He was uh he was one of the better interviews we did that weekend. Yeah. So I mean that's super cool for Magnuson. Formula One races this weekend, so we'll definitely give that a watch. Uh, if you want to come listen to me being cranky on the Formula One episode, please feel free to listen to that tomorrow. That was a good time. He is very, very spicy. Uh, apparently, the F1 uh, episode has become less toxic since I left, and then I brought it back. So you brought you're it back to very angry levels. Enjoy your Friday. And Peacock listened, or I guess NBC listened. So they're going to do an uninterrupted, as long as we want kind of post-race thing uh, for Texas this weekend on Peacock. So yay, internet, I think. Are you sure it's as long as we want? I thought it said it was just 30 minutes. Oh, I thought someone told me it was going to be as long as we wanted. Hold, please. For... For, uh, let me look. I, I don't know that that's factual, but that is it. I, I'm not, I could be wrong. Hold on. So while, uh, while she's looking up that, do we want to discuss Colton Herta? Let's see. He was on the list somewhere in here. Um, well, yeah, there's kind of a multifaceted. So let's start with the. Let's just start with Andretti to Formula One first. So Michael Andretti apparently is making progress and is the the support for the Andretti Global entry in Formula One with the FIA license apparently is starting to gain a bit of traction. So that's good news for that effort and for Michael Andretti. The Colton Herta update is that Colton Herta has been given a reserve role within McLaren to test for them uh, so that he can get up to speed a little bit quicker and work on his super license. Of note, it's not Pato Award who has been given any sort of opportunity to test with the team because Pato allegedly is looking elsewhere for a seat next season. And you'd have to think that if he is trying to leave McLaren, that it has to be Ganassi or more likely Team Penske that he is looking to step into. So we have a lot going on there. It's a lot of moving parts that has multiple effects in a lot of people. So where do you guys want to start with that? Can I, sorry, can I take a TV timeout real fast? Sorry. It does say the program to be streamed exclusively via Peacock after the 1230 to 3 p.m. race broadcast will run for an undetermined length of time, though IndyCar's website lists 30 minutes. So. That's all you were both right. My memory stopped. I just gave up. I was like, all right, cool. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just. No, it's okay. We were going to go too far. 
but we want a seven hour post race show. <laughs> so, Come on, Peacock. Like, listen to me, we want post race. And then it's like, here's post race. Like, that's not good enough. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. Like, only 30 minutes? Come on. Usually how that works. Um, okay. Um, Pato, Colton. Mike and I were talking about this earlier today. Um, I don't quite understand it, truthfully. Like, I don't understand where Pato's going to go or if he's just super unhappy with the direction that McLaren's going at some point. I don't know. Like I really thought that he was going to be there for the long haul until he went to F1. So to think that he's thinking about leaving that, which feels like his best bet to go to F1. Now is he reconsidering F1 altogether? I, somebody help me. Go ahead, Frenchie. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> which one? <laughs> oh, fair. The Mike- Michael. <laughs> Michael, that, oh, that's then, me. Then you know. That's you. So yeah, I, I was saying to to Shannon, this is something I've actually talked about with my dad over the last year or so. Is McLaren strategy not always up to par? They they had a couple tracks last year towards the end where they were kind of slow and not on the pace of like Pelot and the other championship contenders. And we got to wondering, maybe he's just, you know, you know, he's, he's in the prime of his career for the next four or five, six, you know, plus years, at least while he's still young. And it, if now's the time to jump to a, a, you know, Ganassi or Penske, maybe now's the perfect time. And if not, maybe he ends up at Andretti and Andretti F1 in, in the future. But I, my, my, gut feeling is that he's just frustrated at some of the kind of like silly mistakes or strategy decisions that haven't worked out in their favor. And from what I've been told, from what I've been told that uh, Pato, you know, saw the Colton offer and turned it down. So clearly there's a lot going on that he's kind of just, frustrated with and I, i'm not saying i'm like 100 percent right but it's that's just my gut feeling matthew i saw you had your hand raised and since i'm since i'm teaching here i will let matthew go first so if you were pato would the strategy strategy mistakes and kind of like you know maybe a bad call here and there would that be enough for you to force your way out of mclaren be like i'm the, i'm on the top three team but f it i'm out yeah i want to win i want to win championships i want to be a more consistent contender i mean the guy finished second in the championship last year. It's not like he was like eighth. But the setup has been so difficult to drive, and even he says it. So I think he's probably unhappy with the. But it's like a work in progress. I mean, it's the not team. like they inherited the greatest team of all time. They're putting a lot of resources and effort into getting it to where it needs to be, and they did a lot of stuff in the off season to like add staff to get them to a place where they can contend with Penske. So I don't feel like Rome was built in a day. I get that he wants to win now, but like you know, it's not like he, they were terrible last year. I almost feel like he was so close to winning last year that he thought he'd come in this year and be off the bat, you know, top contender, probably win St. Pete. And then when St. Pete went to shit, now he's like, okay, now I'm shitty about this because his car was garbage all weekend long. And so I really feel like, I really feel like up until St. Pete, he was all McLaren all on board and then when that did not go his way it was like something switched and he was like yeah 
get me out of here. I would really hate for the first race of the season to really dictate his future proceedings because, I mean, last year at St. Pete, he finished 19th. I don't particularly remember if he got spun or something. I think it was one of those bad strategy calls that Mike alluded to. But, you know, I, I fully expect McLaren to really be good at Texas. Rosenquist was sneaky good at Texas last year, barring a couple of things that were out of his control. And then, you know, obviously Paddle won one of the races. So I would really hate if St. Pete did that. I'm not, I'm, I bet there was something that I'm not maybe, saying it did. I just feel like something's happened. Something's happened in the last yeah, four I agree. weeks that <laughs> has made him nude be like, somewhere? Did he, posed nude, he posed nude for Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a blueprint of how to get kicked out of McLaren if he wants to. There's, been, there's several blueprints. Right. That. All you got to do is take your clothes off. <laughs> I got I got, I got. nothing to add I, here. But, okay, but, that but also. His, his act- Go ahead, Frenchie. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say that I think this actually might suggest that his F1 intentions are still pretty serious because to be able to win the championship, maybe he feels he needs to go to another team and that was what would lead him to F1 to get those super license points. Or what if a, what if a Herda award combo in F1? Oh, that'd be so great. And oh, Instant favorite team right Mike there. Harding would be somewhere. Mike Harding would be somewhere being like, I did that. that's what i think so if he's trying to get out of mclaren what if he's trying to take over let's say let's say devlin doesn't have a great year they've got a spot open for him Pato goes there he's teammates with herder for a year while andretti gets their f1 shit together and then they both go so i think the one downfall you're playing now is that you said devlin's gonna have a bad year because i thought he was gonna be the best thing ever no, I'm saying, I said, what if? I said, what if? It's, okay, or, or, I mean, Rossi's out. Right? Rossi's not going to stay there. You said He's that, Shannon? Gonna... How'd you even speak those words? Rossi's not going to stay at Andretti. He's going to go somewhere else. Oh, okay, okay. So he can have. He's going to so... Foyt. A... I think Frenchie wants smacked at Road America. I think this is, he's just, or Hickey wants smacked at Road America. Like, he's just I was like, damn, Frenchie, I was going to say, Frenchie just, like, I'm sorry, Frenchie just called us. I was reading your name. <laughs> Frenchie's catching strays over here. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, we know that Rossi's not staying at the end of the year, right? Like, that's pretty fairly yes. common knowledge. Okay, so let's say Devlin stays. Great, whatever. He's. God. And Rossi's gone. Pato comes to Andretti. Colton and Pato drive together for a year, figure out how to be teammates, and then off to F1 they go. That would be really awesome. I think the two of them as teammates in F1 kind of figuring it out together would be helpful for both of them. Yeah, I agree. And They have you know a good working relationship already from their years racing together as andretti and delight so yeah so that'll be something to keep our eyes on and uh you know again we were completely wrong about the andretti to formula one thing a long time ago so we do apologize about that because mm-hmm. we are still getting that terrible wrong. um yeah. 
Toronto has started allowing some public events to take place scheduled for the spring and summer. The IndyCar race wasn't specifically mentioned, but that points to good signs of the IndyCar race to Toronto potentially happening this year. So we will keep our eyes on that for everybody. One thing we forgot to touch on slash did not have a chance to talk about yet uh, was uh, Will Buxton. <laughs> oh, jeez, Willie B. I'm telling you, when I come on the show, it's more toxic, so it's fun. Uh, Will Puxton, I feel like I need to pull up his tweet just so I make sure I'm not misquoting him. Uh, I, I just feel like my stress level rising right now, and that was like ten to two weeks ago that he posted it at this point, and it still irritates me. Uh, I can't. I'll I'll find the official, but basically he's along the line saying that he talked to a bunch of drivers at St. Petersburg, which he did attend, and said that a majority of the drivers that he talked to were not in favor of the aero screen being on the car, and that they could do just fine with just the halo. At which point, a couple of drivers like Graham Rahal, Joseph Newgarden, I think Will Power, Tony Kanaan. Tony Kanaan. And I know Sage Karam, Sage Karam wasn't racing, but Sage Karam was like, huh? Uh, Dalton Kellett. Rossi said he didn't talk to him. Rossi. Hinch. If we're, Hinch. I think we can count Hinch. We can count Hinch because he's raced with it. Uh, basically, he's like, what the f-? So where where are you guys at? And I'm going to pull up his official tweet just so I can not misquote him directly. But where are you guys at with this whole Will Buxton controversy, Jenna Fryer telling him to piss off, things like that? I think that was the best part is watching fellow drivers, IndyCar drivers and media like Jenna just be like, what are you talking about? Because clearly he did not talk to 15 drivers. I would put money on the fact that he did not talk to 15 of the 26 drivers racing in St. Pete. Are there some who probably don't like it? Yeah, I I imagine there's at least a a few that aren't a fan for whatever reason, but all in all, we've we've seen its safety come to, you know, save people a few times. I don't really know how to word that, but you know what I mean. And, you know, it was a solution designed not for the DW12, so when this new chassis does come out, I think it will be a lot, you know, first off, a lot more aesthetically pleasing, but also might have better cooling, et cetera, et cetera, and still be just as safe. And actually, I think the person who said it best, I forget if it was Twitter or on his TikTok, but Dalton Kellett had a really good explanation on the aero screen debate. So I think it was on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, follow Dalton Kell on TikTok because he posts a lot of really cool informational IndyCar content for Do not for make me start cheering purposes. for Dalton Kell. It's happening. It's happening. It, it's happening. It's unfortunate, but it's happening. <laughs> um, I, I truly think that every single driver is perfectly aware that the aero screen with this current chassis is not ideal, right? This chassis wasn't built to have an aero screen added to it. We all know it's too heavy. We all know it's hot. They also know something else is coming. So I find it very hard to believe that anyone in the paddock would go on record saying, absolutely not. Let's nix it. 
like I just did they maybe say yeah you know maybe a halo would have been better on this current chassis but here we are maybe right maybe just for cooling purposes alone but I really find it hard to believe anybody's gonna go on record and and say that yeah so I did have his official tweet here he said he was responding to a tweet about the postponement of the engine uh, in IndyCar, he said, in the short term, almost every driver I spoke to wants the aero screen scrapped. They all said they preferred the Halo option because for all the benefits of the screen, the impact it's had on the car in terms of drivability and setup has been a huge negative. I don't want to sit here and say that he was lying about the 15 drivers. I'm sure he did talk to 15 drivers. Now, whether those drivers were active drivers, whether they were maybe like a Dario Franchitti type or something was a driver and at one point or whether they just said Twitter. the aero screen makes the car heavier <laughs> i mean is it possible that somebody that somebody said uh yeah the aero screen makes it super heavy that the halo probably wouldn't have been that way is that possible absolutely is that them saying we should scrap the arrow screen? No, it's just him doing really bad. Reporting. Yeah, I don't think that's the key. I don't think he was like, you know, lying. I think he maybe just taking stuff out of context. Stretch the truth. Yeah. Yeah, his language was way too aggressive or Absolute. very like strong language for probably, I mean, what we saw in terms of who he talked to. And when you're Will Buxton and have as many followers as the IndyCar series on Twitter, you can't that's irresponsible to report things that way and make it sound like that and stir up controversy if it isn't as strong or as solid as you make it out to be. Which is why... Yeah, you uh, can't say. Drivers said that we want to scrap the arrow screen. You can't say that. You know they didn't say that. Which is why I didn't like Will Buxton five years ago. I, this is all coming back to me now. That's why I didn't like him. And then I think it was host asked me like a month or two ago, like, do you like Will Buxton? I'm like... Yeah, he's come around. He hasn't done anything in a while to piss me off. And here we go again. So, yeah, that was that was me, Frenchie, and Cassie Johnston were talking about Will Buxton because I think when I, he was in, he was doing some F one reporting, you know, on something before before the before the Barcelona test, maybe. And and Cassie was like, "Oh, why does everybody hate him? He seems okay." And then that came out, and she was like, "Oh, now I get it." So yeah, yeah it's. I applaud everybody who stood up to Will from the media side and the driver side. Thank you very much. Okay. From from what I hear, he is a big IndyCar fan, so yes. it's odd that he would do something like this in terms of just kind of starting stuff, basically, because I really think he likes the series and likes the drivers, so I think he'll probably consider this more carefully in the way he tweets things in the future. Better. <laughs> Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. 
We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Post is going to angry tweet him. Yeah. All right. Well, time to get on to the best race of the season. To to quote one of my favorite movies, there's good tracks and there's bad tracks. And then there's 50 feet of shit. And then there's Texas. Glad I'm going. It's actually pretty fun in person. I'm not going to lie. Like I've been. It, yeah, it was it's cool. It's fast. It's really cool. Um, I, don't know. I mean, we'll start with the uh, our favorite topic, topic about Texas, which is PJ1. Uh, according to Racer, IndyCar is going to test different remedies going into the race. They are going to try and drag a steel mesh device over the areas of PJ1. They may try a chemical to wash it out, which is going to have the same effect as dragging that whatever you want to call it rug. Tire dragon. Yeah. And well, I think it's just like a, a steel thing they're literally dragging on. It's like give it abrasion or yeah. something i'm picturing a cheese grater like a giant cheese grater. <laughs> and then the third one is that they may have the cars run up onto that groove in a special practice period at reduced speeds to try and help put rubber into that groove uh they also might do a combination of all three and now is that gonna work probably not at all no so I was on a spaces with Connor and he and I were talking about that third option. And uh, at this point, the concern is one who's supplying an extra set of tires for us. Cause we're not going to use our allotted race tires Two, Who's going to guarantee that you're going to pay for this chassis should somebody wreck because we're all 27 cars on PJ1 at Texas. So none of the team owners have signed off on that third option. So um, I, it's, it's still possible, but I feel like there's a lot to be uh, risked if they do that. I feel like it hypothetically, and you know, I'm, you would have to start out at like 50 miles an hour and go like yeah. super slow. And maybe you build your way up to, I don't know, a hundred. I, you know, I'm not a. And like, do you PJ, just PJ maybe one send expert. one car, two cars, three cars out at a time? You don't put all 27 down at once. Like that just feels, I mean, you know, we'll wrecked there just in testing because it's just not good. Yeah, and then if you send like one or two cars out, one of them is going to be new garden, and that snaky snake Cindric is going to f- figure out some like fuel strategy number when he's out there doing this. <laughs> <laughs> snaky snake. The solution, the 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 problem has no solution. The solution is repave, and Texas has already said they're not going to do that. So I think the other solution is, uh, let's just call it the last year of Texas and go about our day. <laughs> Milwaukee's the yeah, solution. Yeah, Milwaukee, apparently. Kentucky, Kansas, Fontana. Cleveland. Getting out of Just get out of Texas. This, this, Nazareth. I, unless they repave, this has to be the final year of Texas. Wash Baltimore. your hands. Call it a day. Like, this track is horse shit. It doesn't produce good races. 
it hasn't produced a good race in I don't know how long, five years, whenever they botched it. So they just need to call today, do this last one, hope we get out with everybody safe and call today. But that's just my opinion. It sucks because Texas used to be so fun. Yeah. And it used to be my favorite race. It's going to be like a Milwaukee good and old days kind of thing, but. Hasn't it been on the schedule since like 1997? Yes. And it like used it's to been host one of the longest. It used to host two races a season too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't see it going off the schedule, but I guess maybe it could if the new ownership doesn't try to keep it. Well, yeah. Going. And it's the I final think... year of its deal too. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's gone. Well, it's and gone. if they don't do oh, anything really think with so? the track, it, it if they're not going to do anything with the track, if they did something with the track, I think it would stay. Yeah, if okay. they are refusing to do anything with the track, it doesn't make sense for us to spend the money to go to a track that is not beneficial for us to race on. Yeah, yeah you got to compromise. Yeah, yeah. I think compromise. the pros yeah. and cons. So at we're talking post repave. The pros and cons of going to Texas was the pros. Eddie Gossage was a good promoter, and it financially worked for IndyCar. The cons was everything else. The racing sucked. <laughs> the attendance wasn't good. It usually was when it wasn't a night race. It lost its kind of lure. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not one discernible positive thing to take out of Texas other than a financial thing. But I think at a certain point, you can't sacrifice the product just to make an extra dollar. So I really think. And nobody's making an extra dollar at that point because everybody's crashing. Yeah. So. So it's just costing our teams Milwaukee. a significant amount of money. Woo. Kansas. Woo. <laughs> um, so that was one Texas item. There was a test not too long ago at Texas with limited drivers there, and Scott McLaughlin was the quickest. For those who forgot, because St. Pete was like 74 days ago, Scott McLaughlin does come <laughs> into the the race with the championship lead over Pelot. But I'm going to go ahead and assume that the top 10 after this weekend is going to be probably pretty shaken up. Uh, there'll be a lot of moving and shaking throughout the field. So is there, um, well, I guess Frenchie and host are going this weekend. Uh, host, have you ever been there? No, this is my f- first time to Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah. What? I, even I've been there. And I know you guys <laughs> are staying. Um, it was the uh, Hilton downtown. If anybody needs to find you or get into your room, right? No, thankfully. I don't really know where we're staying, to be totally honest with you. That's French Frenchy handled accommodations this weekend, so you can you can Oh, it was him. the uh double tree. Whatever the nicest hotel is downtown, that's where we're yes, gonna be. Yes, just be really Ritz, friendly Ritz, with the Carlton. doorman when you get there. I did tell yeah. these or I did tell Frenchie last night that you guys do need to go check out Deep Ellum in Dallas. Uh my buddy and I and Sammy went there when we visited last year. Uh, it's kinda like a district. Out, they're just outside downtown Dallas, but it's within walking okay. distance. Good time. Uh, other than that, um, Media Center's pretty cool. It's in a suite overlooking the track, so that's cool. Um, track food's all right. I think their that's loaded important. brisket fries were the best. I'm really glad it's not in June, because <laughs> when I went, I think it was 2019, and even at nighttime in June, my girlfriend and I were just like, drenched in sweat it was yeah the weather awful. actually looks pretty good this yes weekend. Weather especially looks good. Yeah, and no rain, so we won't get a four-month race yeah predictions uh yeah i think the, i mean is there anything else we gotta get to before we get to predictions i don't think so all right oh, i have one one i have one quick question sorry so jimmy johnson makes his indycar oval debut this weekend 
what is a like what's a what's a result this weekend that you would say is a success for Jimmy Johnson? Is it top ten, top fifteen? You know, what what does a good result look like for him? Well, this is one of his five chances to win, so we gotta pull it across our fingers. Maybe he's won a lot at Texas, right? This isn't a track that he's never driven on. Correct. Right? Correct. I'd say for him to be successful, he needs to be in the top 12. I'd say, what do we got? 26 cars? Seven. 27 with Ed's. How many do we have? Oh, did we have 26 last week or whatever? Yeah. 74 days ago? Seven cars at Texas Woo! is going to be a matter. Okay, I would say itself. top 17 would probably be good enough. I think if he's in the top 20, it's a success, honestly, given the way he's been going recently. It's just going to be slow, steady progress. I think he, oh, sorry. Go ahead, host. <laughs> I, I know you're about to say, like, top 10. I, no, I was I was going to say top 15. Thank okay. you. Top 5? What? Yeah, top 5. Top, top 5 or get out, loser. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, it'll be nice to see what he does. And he's got really good feedback and teammates coming his way, so... Uh, we will keep our eyes on that, the oval debut of Jimmy Johnson. I sort of hope he does really well, just so people will stop being such haters. Not that they will be. It's not a hate. Okay, there's like con- contention of people who are on Twitter who are like, get out of the series, this guy sucks, why is he so bad? And there's like a contention of like, mm, I think top 15, top 20 might be where he's at. And I don't think that's necessarily hating. Or we could just call friends. No, I don't mean that's the hating. I just mean the people who are like, Oh, Jimmy Johnson's out here doing, and it's just like, man, or the ones who are like, oh, but Jimmy Johnson has a ride and there's all these dirt racers that could be doing this. I'm like, shut up. God's sakes. I saw a motorsport.com article the other day that was actually pretty interesting where Al Unser Jr. was quoted as saying, it's only a matter of time before Johnson starts to achieve top fives in NASCAR. Or not in NASCAR, in IndyCar, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because that he's going to have like a light switch moment is what he says. That he's a super talented driver and he's proving how tough it is out there and he's with one of the best teams. So it's just bound to happen eventually. Yeah, I'm not sure it works like that, Al, unfortunately. Yeah. mm, I don't know. Fair enough. Predictions? (laughs) Hang on a second. That's not an opinion. Uh, I don't know. Fair enough. Okay. Has well, Mike your, said? Uh, had, has host said anything this episode? I feel like he's just sitting yeah. over there. <laughs> I've just said plenty, but I'm also sitting badge and judging when you guys ramble on for a while. I, I don't know. I don't agree with Al. I don't really have too much to add to it, but I it, maybe top ten. Maybe he'll get a top ten this year on an oval, but I don't think multiple top fives is a thing that's coming. That would mean he'd have to be in the top five for every oval, and that don't that that seems. Question: Why is Hickey laughing? What did I miss? Uh, you, just, you just roasted host. Such an asshole way. Me? It's like, have you said anything this last hour, sir? It's like, oh, that man is a family. <laughs> I just mean because I feel like I haven't heard him say anything. I wasn't trying to roast him. Host, lay us with your hottest hot take right now. Go. We're not even drunk. His voice. No, no, no hot takes. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna ignore comments like that, and we're going to continue on. I wasn't saying anything. 
Whatever. All right. Well, who's going to win this weekend, y'all? I feel like you have to get y'all into your. You got to get y'all into your vocabularies. Oh, yeehaw! Roman Grosjean. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, I'm not. Like, did you... <laughs> let me angry type. That's a hot take. All right, he's in there. Grash. <laughs> Why are you typing like I'm, that? I just think that's <laughs> so aggressive. He's my. He's my first out prediction. I'm just going to go ahead and type that in there. Uh, all right. Uh, Frenchie, are you picking Grish Jans too, or who are you picking? To win? Yeah. No, I'm, I don't think Grosjean's going to win. I think he might do well, but I'm going to pick Graham Ray Hall to win. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Host? Let's go with Alex Pelot. Nice. And I... I feel so bad. I always forget about Alex. <laughs> Like, Why would you say that out loud? Like, in my takes. Uh, I'm gonna say Pato. Nice. Who is your? Oh, I'm gonna go first. Dark horse top ten because I'm a snake. I'm gonna say Rosenquist is my dark horse top ten. That's Kirkwood. that's a good one. Kirkwood. I heard of Kirkwood. That was me. Host. Hmm. J.R. Hildebrand. You could have said Ed. I could have, but I won't. And He's leaving that to you. LaFrance. Um, is Simon a Dark Horse top 10? Because mm. he's with Meyer Shank now. pretty good there last year. All right, then I will say... Well, I guess so did Rosenquist. Connor? Does Connor count as a Dark Horse top 10? Yeah, I mean, it's his first sure. non-Indy 500 oval for Ed, so... Yeah, I think he's going to do well. Uh, most struggle host? Let's go with Will Power. Uh, French? I think that Christian Lungard is going to have a difficult time in on his first oval. Sheenan? I was I was going to go with Eilat. I was waiting for Hickey to say rent-free after he said Lungard. No, because I think Frenchie likes him. That's just you and I. <laughs> uh, who do I think is going to struggle? We're only giving him space. I think... I don't know. I think Newgarden might have a tough day. First out, I had Grosjean. Uh, host. If I'm going to pick somebody different than my struggle pick, I will say, God, I don't know. Graham Rahal. Sato. Frenchy? I think Elio's first out. I forgot he was even racing. (laughs) (laughs) How can he say that? And I can't say those things about Alex. (laughs) Because his his hatred of Elio is well documented. (laughs) That's fair. That's you don't fair. hate Alex, you just forgot about him. No, I just, I just, I don't hate Alex, not even a little bit. I just forget That would be so sad. Uh, let's see. I don't. He's unhateable. I don't. And then finally. He's unhateable. Like, you cannot not like him. Best rookie, Shining, you can say Kirkwood again if you want. I can, yeah. I'm going to go with Kirkwood again. Uh, Frenchie? I think Malukas is going to do well. I think he's ready to bounce back from <laughs> last week. Back. 
host. Shannon's forgetting about everybody. Who's, whatever. Who's not, Shannon, I need a list, I think. <laughs> I think what we're seeing here is everybody who's like a friend of the show, Shannon is forgetting about tonight. But then there's Ed Carpenter who's like, it's I hate that guy. Yeah, well. It's mostly because like I really want them to do well, and so I feel like if we add them into our predictions, it all goes to shit no matter what. So if I just don't talk about it, which if you've noticed, I haven't talked about someone else for the race either, I'm playing a different strategy this week. Okay, I will take DeFrancesco. And I am taking Four Wheels and an Engine. I had to do a pause like who? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I think yes. as long as you guys don't pick him, I might pick him every single week for the rest of the season. So he's rent free in your head. He's not like a good way. Become best friends. I know, in like a good way. I, I kind of like love the guy, so. Yeah, well, still rent free. That's positive rent. I'll take that. I'll take that ownership. <laughs> you know what else is rent free in our heads uh, is Evergreen Podcast Network. Hey. Because they are so lovely. I thought you were about to say That's something. A terrible about, segue. I thought you were about to say something about Cody. No, Co- Cody. Uh, Cody, when he listens tomorrow, will understand why Hickey just brought that up. He gets dumped on for a solid like four minutes towards the end of our F one episode. So sorry in advance, Cody. I'm not actually sorry. So everybody enjoy as much as you can Texas weekend. If you're there, come say hi to Frenchy. Uh, I'm trying. I'm cautiously optimistic right now. Say hi to Frenchie and I if you're there, or let us know where we should eat or drink or whatever when we're not. You, at the track. you gotta have some ranch water. That sounds. Hurt. Oh God, what? What? It's not like <laughs> he told ranch. Me about this yesterday, it sounds. It's good. not like ranch dressing and water. What is it? <laughs> it, it? Frenchie knows better than me. I think. Yeah, I looked it up because. When you said that, it sounds disgusting. Yes. Um, because I was picturing like dirty water that yes. just came from a ranch. Yep. But oh, I it's got alcohol in it. Don't worry. Didn't. Yeah, it didn't even just. It is a, a Texas-style tequila highball drink made with lime, tequila, and Topo Chico. Oh, sponsor Pato. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, so take your, take oh, your, okay, your right, right. prejudgments away and try it. I thought it was like a horse walked through some water and you like just <laughs> yeah. pick up that water and I take a drink of it. Thought it was. Dressing. What do you guys think of the state of Texas? That sounded like, disgusting. Do you think they're just like you don't want to know what I think of the state of Texas. Mm-mm. It's not. Mm, we'll save that maybe for a for members only episode. <laughs> members only have listened to what Shannon thinks about the state of Texas in five years. <laughs> Shannon thought it was Hidden Valley Ranch Water. <laughs> I think I've been watching too much Yellowstone recently. Oh, I, I just immediately went. Yeah, didn't even occur to me about like a cattle yeah. ranch. Not, not even go a to the King bit. Ranch in the four sixes and get some ranch water. Yeah, I also thought it might be like some kind of moonshine. Like, oh, it's the water that like the yeah. ranch hands make ranch water. <laughs> Is that like what's that stuff that they make in jail? What's that called? <laughs> Toilet wine. <laughs> 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 Why did we bring up toilet wine? Well, <laughs> I. Frenchie has killed Shannon. Shannon uh, will no longer be part of the show because she is slowly deceased from laughing. Anyway. Oh, Frenchie. Oh, it's also, it's also called Pruno, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Pruno or prison wine. (laughs) Oh, Oh boy.
Oh no. This oh, is a boy. racing podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody. Yeah, well, and not right now. It's fun. I don't know. I don't Everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. <laughs> Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week from dirt to asphalt. We have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.